Welcome to the Rise Resolute Podcast. I'm Gina Meyer. I'm a doctor of physical therapy committed to empowering every woman to live a vibrant, fulfilling, experience-seeking, and healthy life. It is such a pleasure to have Miriam Gilbert back on the podcast. Uh, She is an ultra runner. She's a self-taught painter. She's a grandmother. She's a retired college professor. Miriam is getting ready to run her 36th ultra marathon in October, which is amazing. And she's been married for 38 years as well. So what an amazing journey you've been on, Miriam. In addition to all of this, I also am so excited to hear about your memoir of the saving grace of ultra running in overwhelming times. Uh, So welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Gina, for having me on uh, your show again. It's always a pleasure. And uh, you did a nice job in the introduction. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the only other thing I would add is that I have also been a, a caregiver to my husband, John, who has survived stage four cancer twice. So he's uh, thriving. He's a thriver and a survivor. I love that. I love that. Well, it's a pleasure to have you back on. And I'm excited to, you know, integrate some of the questions that I have been asking in 2023 with um, discussion of of your book, because I'm really excited to hear more about that as well. So, you know, I think we've we've covered your life a little bit before, but for those listeners who um, did not listen to that episode, um, why don't you just take us through a few of the key moments that have brought you to where you are today, Miriam? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, um, it's been, I guess, uh, uh, trauma in various different forms, a little suffering, uh, uh, going through some ordeals. And these included um, uh, college breakup. Um, then as an adult, as a professional, I experienced uh, workplace mistreatment. Um, and uh, I also uh, had a health issue back in 2008, 2009, when I was in a, I was unable to walk and run normally, and it turned out that I was uh, severely B12 deficient. But I'm happy to say that I've been getting uh, B12 injections for life since 2009, and uh, I'm running well. Um, and in 2012, it will be um, how many years? Uh, 12, uh, 11 years this month. Uh, uh, where I had a medical nightmare, uh, a very potentially life-threatening situation when I had a laparoscopic hysterectomy, um, but I survived that. And then um, in 2018, my husband was diagnosed with stage four colorectal cancer. Uh, he was able to beat it and was uh, declared in remission in May of 2020. And um the cancer came back uh, last summer, um, and um, it was a very difficult year for him and for us. Uh, more aggressive radiation, more surgery, more chemo, uh, but we got great news in this past May. Uh, there is no evidence of cancer in his body. So mm-hmm. life goes on, and we are truly blessed in so many ways. Yeah, I just, I, I, I love you sharing all these things, and thank you so much for doing that. And, you know, what I know um, that you're going to go on to tell us is that through these struggles, you know, the, it really develops us as a person, develops our strengths, and helps lead us onward to, you know, our 
ultimate destiny. So um, I know that the things that you've been through have done that for you. And, um, you know, as we kind of discuss how that's happened, I want to talk about boldness. Um, it's my buzzword for 2023. Writing this book, I think, was bold. But um, why don't you tell us in general, Miriam, what does boldness mean to you? That's very good, Gina. Yeah, I thought about it. You know, it took it. Bold, it I had to be bold to, to write the book. But um, I've never been told I've been bold. I think people say, oh, you're courageous, you know, but yeah. it's a thing. Um, and um, I think, you know, um, I have been a courageous person uh, with always a sprinkling of fear because, you know, we, we have that fear. Um, and I think, um, what makes me bold too, I don't know, Gina, but I'm a firstborn. And when you're a firstborn, a lot of responsibility is given to you. You have to set, you know, the tone and be the role model for your siblings. And I think always being the tallest girl, taller than all the boys (laughs) has sort of made me a little bit more courageous. And I think what also can make someone bold is if you just follow your heart and you maintain your faith. And for me, uh, I know that God is always with me. So that's where I get my boldness from, I think. And um, it's okay to be afraid. Um, What's important is how we handle that fear. Um, You know, it took Uh, There was fear when I was writing my memoir. You know, it took me about eight or nine years to write it. Um, And, you know, there are situations in our lives where that we can't control, but it's how we, you know, handle what we can't control. That is the most important thing. Um, And I think uh, also, uh, my parents or set good examples, you know, uh, my parents are in their nineties, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God bless them. And, um, I also had some very good teachers, um, that always encouraged me and, um, I could write very creatively always when I was a young writer. And, um, I think, uh, those interactions with the with various people um, help me to develop that sense of, of boldness and being courageous. Yeah, um, it's tough for, for us to be courageous, but you know, I'm uh, I've had a long life experience, and um, it, it's a good thing. I agree. You know, and I love how you talk about courage as well. Um, And I think that you're so right. I think that, you know, courage is kind of overcoming this fear. And, and for me, boldness has so many definitions, but, but it, in a way, it's more about the action, taking action, you know? Yep. So courage is finding, you know, the, the the strength to overcome the fear or maybe just to to look it in the face and say, look, I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. And boldness that's, is taking that step, right? Absolutely. And that's, uh, I, I can apply that to everything I do in my life and to ultra running, you know? Yeah. When you, you say that you're going to run 100 miles, that takes a lot of courage, you know? Heck yeah, it does. I mean, 100 <laughs> miles, people. Um, okay, I want to get there in a second, um, and I want to hear about how it ties to your book. Um, but I was actually just reading something the other day um, about ath- athletes and runners and how um, we have to develop the mental skills to handle being afraid. And I mean, I don't, there, to me, there is no, you know, there is no race that's harder than an ultra. And 
so I can't imagine the fear, you know, that that you have sometimes when you're when you're in that training process um, to run an ultra Miriam. So tell us a little bit. I mean, I think the the book title is beautiful and, you know, sort of illustrates that it's running for you was a saving grace. Ultra running, the hardest running there is, was a saving grace in the, in the hardest of times. So tell us about how ultra running helped you to shape those mental skills, to build those mental skills, to yeah. handle hard times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if I never had had my heart broken in college, I would, never, I would have never become a runner. That's how I started running. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was a sophomore, uh, college breakup, and uh, to 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 heal me, uh, uh, running was my medicine. I was always an athlete in high school and in middle school, but never in college. Um, and I started running, and it really helped me. It was so useful and very therapeutic uh, that I fell in love with running. And then I just started, you know, to run. Um, and then as an adult, and then that's when I started running five K's and half marathons. I ran my first half marathon when my son was six months old. I ran my first, uh, yeah, he was six months old. I ran my first marathon a year later. Um, and, um, in my professional life as an academic, I experienced some workplace, you know, mistreatment and um, sort of sense a kind of bullying. It was a very difficult time for me. And that's when I discovered ultra running. Yeah. I did not know what ultra running was. I happened to be home. It was winter break. I'm watching an episode of 60 Minutes. And Leslie Stahl is interviewing Dean Carnassus <laughs> and... Pam Reed. These are two amazing uh, world-class ultra runners. And I just, you know, perked up and I thought, ultra running, what is that? And the more they spoke, the more in awe I was. Like, I, I asked myself, who runs 100 miles? Who runs 300 miles? Why? And as soon as the interview was over, I went to our desktop and I Googled ultra marathon and the JFK 50 came up. And I started to train for the JFK 50 immediately. And that was my first ultra marathon race. Um, so all I can't remember what your question was. But. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think this is great. This was kind of about, um, you know, how how running has has helped propel you forward oh, and, and taught yes. you. And I mean, Absolutely. yeah. And I think what I hear from you, too, is like, you know, I think um, any ex- form of exercise. So if you're out there listening and you can't run, you can still move your body and you can still have some of these benefits. Now, running an ultra in particular, um, you know, is, is obviously extremely challenging. But I think you learn and correct me if I'm wrong, Miriam, but, you know, you you learn to trust yourself. You learn that Absolutely. you can do the hard things. You learn that you can push. I mean, you know, would you agree with these things and anything else to absolutely. add? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And also ultra running also requires walking to about 20% of a hundred mile race is walking. Yeah. So you're not, oh, because your body will get tired. You get to the point where you uh, get very sleep deprived. This happens in a hundred mile race, in a 24 hour race, in a 48-hour race, uh, multi-day races. So you 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 will walk, but you're there. And I can speak for myself. Maybe others would agree with me that when I'm out there running, 
uh, I'm not alone. I'm with other runners, but I'm also with God. God is our companion on my journey. And that's how I'm able to get to the finish. Plus, with the help of my family, when my children were younger, they were crew, they would crew me and pace me. And now it's just John. But um, yeah, so it, uh, and you know, sometimes you ask yourself, how did I do that? <laughs> I, I do that all the time. Like, when I think about me it, it's like, how, how did that happen? I Someone, if I have to explain it to someone, I was like, well, I don't know. I just kept moving. <laughs> and that's the best answer. And never, never give up and know that it will be a struggle. But there is joy awaiting at the end of yeah, the finish. I and love that. that. And it's yeah. such a, it's so, it's such a good way to generalize to life too. You know, whatever hardship that you're going through right now, whoever's listening and needs to hear this today, you know, there's joy at the end. You're going to get through. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, these adversities that I have suffered um, uh, and ultra running helped me uh, through them. Um, and these adversities also helped me to become a cancer caregiver to my husband. I never anticipated that. But my past experiences and how I overcame those challenges uh, made me a better caregiver. Yeah. I love that. And I was just having a discussion other, the other day about how, you know, sometimes we can, we can only connect the dots looking backwards. It's a famous line from a speech, but it's true. Um, yeah. Sometimes we don't realize it as we're going through it or, you know, whatever it is in our lives. But some of these experiences are preparing us for what's to come and for our greater calling, our callings. Um, and I believe they're still, we're, we're continuously called until, until the, our last breath, right, Miriam? So that- who knows what else is coming? Um, so t- I love to hear too. Another question that I've been asking this year that I love to hear um, is what my um, my guests on the podcast embrace in their life. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about that, Miriam? What do you embrace in your life? Oh, I embrace everything. I oh. embrace the bad, the ugly, the adversities, the challenges, the setbacks. This is life. Yeah. Okay the joys, the triumphs, and um, in my life, the good and the bad, the traumatic experiences, they have all been fuel for me. They fuel me to keep going forward. Um, And I embrace adventure. I love adventure. Um, And it's really key. It's really important that we never lose our childlike sense of awe and wonder. Yeah, I think this is really important. And I do embrace acting my shoe size. Uh, <laughs> Tell me more about I, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a size 10. But in my running shoes to make room for my toes, I'm size 11 and a half. So as long as I behave like a 10 year old, year old, I think I think uh, life uh, will be much more pleasant. And you know, we it, life is serious, but we shouldn't take ourselves too seriously. You know, we should enjoy the journey and uh, and also have this connection with nature. And that's why movement uh, is uh, you can find a lot of opportunities for movement outside and just, you know, surround yourself by nature. It's one of the things that John and I love to do. We love to hike. We love to go to the national parks. Um, and just when I go running, when I train, I train on trails, I train on the road. Um, and, um, yeah, so I, I embrace everything in life and, um, 
Uh, and positivity. I, I think being positive is really important. Um, I like to always, I like to say that I see the glass not half full, but overflowing with hope. Uh, I love yeah. that. so great. <laughs> that's that's uh, how I see my, my world. And, and, and there are so many silver linings, Gina, when something terrible happens, there's always something good that comes out of it. There really is. It's so true. You know, and I think when something really challenging happens, it gives it, it gives people the opportunity to show up for us in a way that we we never imagined, which is really awesome, which is really awesome, too. I want to go back to a couple of things you said, because so many good things. I love you say that you embrace everything. Um, and another thing I read recently was about embracing the whole range of human emotion. Um, yeah. I agree. Positivity is so important, but really, we can't have the moments of joy without moments of sorrow to too. Um, and when we, you know, kind of push against that all the time, it, it creates this imbalance instead of just embracing all of it. It's all a gift. It's all a gift, you know? All a gift. And if, if someone were to ask me, Miriam, what is your superpower? I would say suffering. Oh. Suffering creates endurance. And that is, and resiliency. And so I welcome all of it. Uh, I love that. Suffering creates endurance. So if you're listening right now and you're in the middle of whatever suffering you're going through, just know that it's it's making you stronger. It's building your endurance for whatever is to come. And joy is coming too. Um, That's right. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you just said is that, um, we, you know, we got to have fun. We got to, you know, be in touch with the, the, you know, childlike parts of ourselves. And I always say this at work because in physical therapy, sometimes we can get very scientific and very, and we should be, but life is about having fun too. We have to enjoy yes. it. We have to yes. enjoy the ride. Even if it's the worst of times, right? There's always right. a way yeah. to have fun and smile and just enjoy. Um, and I, yeah. And I say too, don't postpone your joy, right? You know, people say, Oh, it's, a, I mean, a really hard time in my life. Or I have a deadline or, you know, X, Y, Z is happening and I'm just, I can't right now. But I, you know, I know you would say the same. Don't wait. Don't wait to enjoy your life. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last thing you said was about nature. And I completely agree. In fact, I was just talking to my daughter who loves um, the ocean, specifically sunrise surfing or swimming. And she we were talking about how nature builds our sense of connection. It helps our stress mm -hmm. management, our perspective. Yeah. And um, so I totally agree with that as well. Such good insight. Um, give give me anything else you would like listeners to know about your book, why they should read it, how they can find it. All of those good things, Miriam. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, the title, by the way, Gina, Come With Me, I Want to Run, comes from scripture. Oh. In, in the Old Testament, uh, the second book of Samuel, uh, 1823. And I came across that uh, passage when I was working on a doctoral paper. And at that moment in my life, that Come With Me, I Want to Run really defined my, my life at the time. And I just fell in love with that. And um, I made it the title of my book. I just loved it. And um, yeah, so my memoir is uh, uh, available from the publisher, Whip and Stock, and um, also from Amazon and Bookshop and Barnes and Noble. It comes in hard copy, a paperback, Kindle book, and also an ebook. Um, and uh, I think it's um, it's a memoir that is. Uh, intended for 
everyone to read, not just ultra runners, not just runners. If you've been a patient, if you've been a cancer caregiver or you've known cancer patients, if you're a doctor, if you're a nurse, if you're in the medical profession, if you're a teacher, an academic, I think that my story will resonate with the readers. And again, it's um, my memoir. Um, I wrote my memoir uh, after, you know, a few of my overwhelming life experiences and how I survived and overcame them with my unrelenting faith. My faith is very important to me and the power of ultra running. And both propelled me to write, come with me, I want to run. Uh, my memoir is a story of, of that I hope will resonate with readers who are enduring adversities and who have overcome them. I want to give people hope um, and show them that we can overcome whatever challenges and obstacles are placed before us. And my um, experience and uh, the book comes with tears and laughter and abundance of faith, uh, personal transformation. And again, it overflows with hope and positivity. It's sprinkled with some silver linings uh, in overwhelming times through the power of ultra running and the love of my family, which is key. Uh, so faith, family, and ultra running, it's a really great mix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, so it's about perseverance, endurance, uh, and resiliency. Lovely, lovely topics. And I hope that everyone out there will be inspired to go pick up a copy and read it. And so you said this, the verse from Samuel, come with me, I want to run. It made me think of the Hebrews verse, let us run with endurance, the race that God yeah. has set before that, us. Hebrews 1, that, that was my mantra for so many years. Yeah, run with endurance, this race, this life that God has placed before us. And then I came across, come with me, I want to run. And there are so many references to running uh, in the Bible and scripture because running is a metaphor for life. <clears throat> I agree. <laughs> I'm get a little choked up now, but the beginning of that verse um, talks about... <laughs> choked up um since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith let us yes. strip off every weight that slows us down especially sin that so easily us easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race god has set before us but the yes. reason i bring this up is because you're such a beautiful witness to faith miriam oh, so <laughs> and that's why i get choked up because it's it really is it's it's a beautiful witness i'm sending you a hug <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for sharing you know what brought you to this book and some of the you know the struggles that you faced in your life and I just hope that the the reason for this podcast is to connect um, to connect listeners and to help everyone realize that we are not alone and that there is strength to be found in every struggle right Miriam yes absolutely awesome every, um, <laughs> um, well as we wrap up I'll give you the opportunity if you, are there are any other words of encouragement or positive vibes you'd like to put out there I'll let you do that now yeah uh, you know, remember that every day is a blessing and yeah. every day comes with 1,440 minutes, which makes it 10,800 minutes a week. So there's plenty of time for each of us to make time for ourselves and to do the things that we love. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, when you want to start walking or running, make time for yourself. It's very important. We have a lot of minutes. God has given us a lot of minutes. And, you know, sometimes our day might not be, uh, might not go as, as we planned. Okay. Um, 
but we need to remember that uh, God always has a plan for us. And sometimes when we pray for certain things and hope for others, God will respond in one of three ways. And this is what I've learned through my experience that God will say yes, maybe, and not now. Um, so these are things to keep in mind. And um, if you're thinking about running, definitely, or walking, just remember to put one foot in front of the other. Um, uh, keep a journal, you know, keep a walking journal, keep a running journal, uh, walk at your own pace and run at your own pace. And it's really important uh, not to compare yourself to anyone else. Uh, and that you you will inspire others to do the same, to put one foot in front of the other. I know I've been inspired by, by many, many runners. Um, yeah, so that's, I think, what I would uh, tell people. Awesome. Uh, just stay strong. Uh, movement is key. And, um, you know, don't give up. And grow from the challenges and adversities that you may be experiencing. Uh, you will be transformed. And a joy awaits at the end. Uh, perfect. Okay, I think we'll leave it there. Thank you, listeners, for coming on this ride with us. Um, I love it. Joy awaits. Let's lift each other up. Connected, we can rise.